It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's right. It is the WIP Midday Show. John Ritchie and James Seltzer in for Joe DeCamera. Joey D has a funeral today. Thinking of Joey D. Hopefully all's well. He'll be back. On Monday, as we react to an Eagles game, big Eagles game coming up this weekend, a lot to get into today. Richie Rich, what up, pal? Jimmy, great to see you. You too, buddy. Uh, I hope Joe is medium today. (laughs) 1.3 million Earths could fit inside the sun. What? 1.3 million Earths, man. 1.3 like I, I can't think even maybe I didn't realize how big the sun I was. I can't wrap my head around that. So I knew that there are 1300 Earths can fit into Jupiter and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty big." I mean, Jupiter Jupiter is gigantic, 1300 of us. Yeah. 1. yeah. 1.3 million? Yep. <laughs> Pretty spectacular. Wow, that is uh, that is spectacular. That's a good fact today, Rich. All right, 215-592-9494. Lots to get into today. Look, we spent all week talking Jalen Hurts, and, and obviously if you want to call it on Hurts, we'll continue to talk Hurts, and we will carry Nick Sirianni coming up in about seven minutes or so. We're going to – yeah, he is speaking in, at 1010, so we're going we're gonna to listen at least the beginning of the press conference. we got to find out what he says when he is immediately asked – What's the status of Jalen Hurts? We know it'll be the first question asked, probably the first few questions. We will carry that. Let's so we'll hope get... it's the first question It better asked. be. It better be. we no. got to find out how it looked at practice, yes. how he's faring. You know, the day after, how's right. he feeling? How's he you right. know, recovering? From... So the news from yesterday yep. was limited again in practice yesterday, but did take all the first team reps, apparently. You and I are on a similar page yeah. with this. We both think he will play. We're both more confident in it. Obviously, Joe yesterday expressing some concern about it. Everyone who practiced yesterday was considered limited. They didn't mark anyone on the injury report as full practice. It was if you were, you know, held back in any way. And that's including the rest of the Rest, there players. was a ton of rest guys on there. Yeah. They were all called limited. So, so I am more confident than ever that Jalen Hurts is going to be good to go and 
things look great. I love a good statement weekend. that has at least, and I'm with you. I agree, but a good statement that has the potential in like seven minutes to be proven wrong is always <laughs> fun on the right. You don't get that opportunity that often. Right, but I, I'm right. right there with you. I feel confident about Hurts. But the other part of this, because we've talked so much about Hurts and the importance of this guy coming back, and we both think that he is at least on some level an elixir for this team's issues. We think, and and, and not surprisingly, you get the MVP back, it makes a big difference. But but the reason this season has been so successful has been the, the combination of the two guys at the top, right? When we talk about NFL success, it's the coach and the quarterback. You know, everything else matters, but it comes down to those two guys as being the most important people on the team. And and I've felt a lot of, of people starting to kind of turn on our guy Nick all year long. It's like coach of the year, 13-1. and one. This team's looking amazing, not getting enough credit around the league and all that. And then he loses two games with Hurts, without Hurts, and people are starting to get concerned about Sirianni and his ability heading into the playoffs. Are you one of those people? Where do you stand on Nick right now? I, yeah, uh, I have grown more concerned about Nick Sirianni over the past couple weeks, and I think it's probably a little bit unfair, but I don't care. It's how I feel. I feel like Nick Sirianni uh, got the easy street pass this year. Like, deep down, deep down, I, I wonder, is Nick all that? is jailing all that, and then by proxy, Nick appears to be all that. And the same can be said for Shane Steichen. You know, once upon a time this season, I felt like he could do no wrong as a play caller because, you know, the plays are called in. He, he dials them up, and they've got, you know, three different possible outcomes that are, you know, the, the proper one is chosen by Jalen Hurts. He chooses the right one. The play works. It looks great. Uh I have, uh, before the season started, I think we all had reservations about whether Nick was going to take that leap in his second year. None of us could have anticipated it would look as good as it did. And there's part of me that says, maybe that was fool's gold. Maybe Jalen's huge leap. And you do have to give Nick a lot of credit, along with Brian Johnson, along with Shane Steichen, for developing Jalen Hurts to into what he has become. And I'm not saying he's a finished product. I'm saying where he where he has grown to. Yes, I do credit Nick for that. But I wonder, and especially these last couple of weeks, I. The coaches who guide him, are they as good as Jalen Was Jalen lifting them up is kind of the concept. I am sold on Jalen. I question the coaches who guide him because, first and foremost, they just went out and tried to play the Saints with the exact same offense with Gardner Minshew pulling the trigger as, as they would have with Jalen Hurts, and that makes no sense at all to me. I mean, th- these are, remember, the, the 32 top football minds in the world and Nick signed off on that plan for this offense we saw how it looked that was I do not believe they put the offensive staff put the team in the best position to win against the Saints now against the the Dallas Cowboys you had mixed results a lot of that was due to the the turnover Mm -hmm. uh, problem Uh, things looked a little bit better but Adapting the offense to the quarterback, they did not. And I was expecting that, and I'm really surprised that people just sort of seem to give a, a free pass on that. That That is egregious 
and we lost a game we had to win for mo- so many reasons. And uh, I'm, are you really convinced he's an offensive mastermind? Uh, I I've never cared. I've never cared if he's an offensive mastermind. What I'm convinced about Nick Sirianni is that he is a leader of men, that he is someone who understands humans and understands players and understands what they need from him, what they need for motivation, what they need to feel comfortable, what they need to love each other, what they, all this stuff that he's talked about matters. Connectivity matters. We joked mm-hmm. about it. All this. It does. It's the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. That's the reason, because it was a group okay. of guys who were as, as much of a, a unit as we've ever seen in this city, a group of guys who loved each other, I'm cared not about each other, about fought for each other. I'm not talking but that about stuff the matters. emotional Sirianni connection. has this thing where he's ability to bring the best out of guys and put the guys in. Is that I, the best thing he's look, got? But is look, he's 13-1. That's the he had first one, thing you talk about. He is lost that with Gardner Minshew, and he almost beat the Cowboys. And look, uh, I think against the Saints was his worst performance of the season, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen. I won't argue with you there. I didn't like that. But I'm not going to condemn him because of one game with a backup quarterback. When you've been running this offense all year, I understand it's probably hard in midstream to be like, hey, now we're going to run the Gardner offense. What they should do is have a backup who can do stuff that Jalen can do. I mean, no, could be Jalen, but have, have a Tyrod Taylor-type backup who we're going to see this week, someone who can actually move a little bit and do some stuff Mm -hmm. but outside of that with Nick I I understand I just think we are way overreacting to two games without Hurts and him and Hurts together have made this thing special it hasn't just been Hurts it's been the combo of those guys the culture they've set the leadership they've set the belief that they have set in these guys in this locker room I'm a big I think is what made this special I'm a big believer in the leaders of that by the way Nick Sirianni speaking in just a few minutes we're going to hear his answers on Jalen Hurts so stay tuned that's coming up in just a few minutes can't wait to hear Nick talk about Jalen, uh, but I'm. All right, here we go. Nick Sirianni coming up right now. We'll get the answers. Came into a joke here, I guess, huh? Do you have a decision on Jalen now? I, I got to make sure that's clear. Do you have a decision on Jalen if he's starting today? Uh, it's it's trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, again, like. I'm gonna, we're going to see how today goes. Um, but he's trending in the right direction, and we feel good about it. And uh, But we're, uh, we we got to see how today goes. That's why I meet with you guys beforehand, so I don't have to tell you that answer. Well, what could change in a day? What do you, what do you mean? If, if, he's, if you can't make a decision now, like what, what would change the decision or what would alter it? Again, you're just seeing how he feels after the fact. You're seeing how – like, you're just – we, the, then the major thing is I don't have to tell you guys yet, right? And I, and I don't – I'm not quite there yet, and we, and we still are, are thinking through everything. So, you know, again, you just – it's just like anything. You just aren't quick to just say exactly what you think might happen because there's obviously circumstances that could happen, and there's things that – the way he could feel today and all those different things. So, Has he been, has he been cleared for contact? Has he been cleared for contact? Um uh, I don't even. I don't even. It's it's. We don't really say. We say he's clear to play or he's not clear to play. That's a contact. So um, again, that's that's the thing that we talked with the doctors about after you know after today's practice. But um, to say contact, it's really going to be if he's ready to play or not. What are some differences? If he's ready to play, we'll we'll play him. You know, and then so it's really it's really as simple as that. Like if if we feel like after today's pro feel like he's trending in the right direction, and if we feel like after today's practice and and after he goes through his rehab today and all those different things that that he's ready to go, um, all those like the contact, the hits, the the throwing, everything is obviously taken into account. We don't kind of 
segment, you know, that's why I'm kind of trying to clarify. We don't segment anything. It's just like, is, is ready to play or is not ready to play? What are some differences you see in this week versus what he was able to do last week? Um, you know, obviously he's done more this week. Um, he's done a little bit more this week. And so it's just, it's, it's, I thought he threw the ball well last week, but you're talking about the healing that's going on. That's things that you can't see, right? It's, it's things that are going on in there and the way that, that it's one week more, uh, it's healed one week further out than, than it, from when it happened. Nick, I know it's a, it's a physical game, so there's always some risk, but what's your understanding of um, you know, the, the level of risk of re-injury for Jalen at this stage with the shoulder? Yeah, again, like we, all, everything's taken into account. We're not going to want to put anybody out there if they're, if they're going to hurt themselves worse than, than what it is. In certain scenarios, like there's going to be some things like um, everything obviously isn't taken into account. I'm trying to explain this the right way, but like if a guy is not completely healed, right, and he can hurt himself more, right, we always think about that, and we're not going to want to put these guys in position to do so. With him specifically, do you, do you worry about – his competitive nature taking over and him taking those unnecessary hits if he plays? Um, I, again, I think he's really he's savvy about how he goes down. It's, it's going to be a, more so some different things of how we, um, you know, like talk to him about that and tell him, hey, we don't want you to, to take this hit here or there. But, like, um, sure, he's competitive, but they're, they're, and, and uh, he's going to want to go out and do everything he can do. Um, but he also has to understand – regardless of with the shoulder or without the shoulder, that he's got to be smart of when he takes hits and when he doesn't take hits. And we got to be smart of ourselves as how we call that as well. Um, he's, he's doing a good job. Um, again, we'll see how today's practice goes and how everything goes throughout today's practice. Um, but he, he's done a nice job, and we're, we're hopeful. Um, again, I won't say that he is yet. Yeah, we'll see, I'm see what, uh, what goes down at practice today, but we're hopeful there. Um, and, and we'll see what, what happens. He's had a good week of practice as well. Nick, given um, Miles is still on the injury report with the knee and also maybe earlier in the week, uh, his emotions involved with being close with DeMar, how has uh, Miles looked in, in practice? I think Miles has had a good week, good, week of pra- good week of mental preparation and also a good week of practice. I know that, you know, obviously you guys need to, you can talk to Miles about, you know, I don't want to ever speak for, for him, especially in something like this, but I, I can't imagine what he had to go through um, mentally this week um you know because i know they're they're really close and so we just tried to be there for miles i, I could see the guys put their arm arm around miles and and you know as and we're just we're just thrilled obviously and 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 thankful that demar's getting better first and foremost uh but you tend to think about your guys you know also in the, in this scenario and so um i think miles had a great uh week of preparation and and sometimes you know Sometimes when you come in this building or you you go out to the field, you know there is an escape, you know from from some of the things and uh, um, that you might be having to go through because you know I, I think the, the the thing that you find out in these moments is right of uh, is just how precious everything is, how life, how precious life is. But then also, you know you. you when you talk and when you when you start to talk to different guys and, and, and you're sharing stories that like whoa well, a lot of people there's other people that are going through stuff as well and 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 that just creates a bond to, to be close and you you have empathy for people and that, that are going through hard things and because you know that you've been through hard things or that your teammates been through hard things or whatever it is and so um yeah, I just thought that, you know, I just saw guys putting their arm around Miles and, and checking in on coaches, players, and uh, I think that 
you know, in a, a tough time like that, that that's obviously a, a big thing for a team to be able to have and, and have, t- have 70 people here and just your teammates and then another, all the rest of the building that care about you and care about, um, you know, you as a person and, and, and uh, just want what's best for you. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni there, so obviously a little extra there at the end uh, about Miles and about CJGJ, but the heart of that uh, press conference, obviously the first few five, four or five questions, all about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 215-592-9494. We're going to come to the phones in a few minutes. We're talking Nick Sirianni, obviously Jalen Hurts as well. Richie, what you heard there from Nick Sirianni, how do you interpret that? Obviously trying to be cagey right. a little, you know, trying to get in the right direction and all that. How do you interpret it all? I felt like when he was asked, hey, is Jalen going to be your starter? The sentence I thought was critical. The major thing is I don't have to tell you guys. Mm -hmm. And then he said it's trending in the right direction. Trending in the right direction to me means... Phone it's like in. the most you ever get from it's him. It's a slam dunk. I was like, he's playing. He's, as soon as he said that, I'm like, he's yeah, playing. Yeah, I feel confident that Jalen will be the quarterback. And I also feel confident that they're going to call the offense differently because that's another thing. He said, we've got to be smart, essentially how we call the game, you know, to help protect him. When asked, are you confident that he can hold up to the the, the, the punishment that he'll take, he said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident that Jalen's really good at protecting himself and getting down when he needs to, throwing the ball away, that, that sort of thing. Uh, we have to be smart in how we call the game. So I don't expect to see dialed-up quarterback power, you know, dialed-up quarterback draw, just let this guy go and, and, and run the ball 17 times, which feels like it's, it's a, like a magic number. For this Eagles team, it feels like seen it too many times. Seventeen <laughs> carries for Jalen Hurts. It, it happens all the time on the box score. I would expect that number to be much, much lower this week. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that he talked about the relationship with Demar Hamlin, uh, Demar Hamlin and Miles Sanders. Sure. That's not something that we've really gotten into. And how that could affect Miles in this game. Sure. Well, also on the flip side, we haven't talked at all about the Giants connection. I mean, Brian Dable was in Buffalo last year with Demar Hamlin. There are a ton of Giants players: Matt Breida, Isaiah Hodgins, a bunch of guys who were right. on the team last year too. Right. So I think there could be a lot of players. I mean, obviously, I think all players are thinking about it, but guys who actually have real connections to Demar as well in this game on Sunday. Sure. Uh, I, th- I look. What we're talking about today is is Nick Sirianni the coach that we were cracking him up to be midway through the season when I felt like we were, I mean, far we and away. We all thought coach of the year. Far and away. There's no question. The, the best team in the NFL, he would get that, yeah, coach of the year award. Uh, is he that same guy? I think this week he will look more like that guy because Jalen Hurts <laughs> is out fact. there on the field. I do, uh, I do wonder though. I, I do question I, this this whole the the last couple of weeks. Actually, no, the last three weeks, the Bears game needs to be included. Our last three games, we've not been hitting on all cylinders, and I do wonder: is the rest of this league catching up with what we're doing now that they've had an entire regular season to dissect this offense on tape? Does Nick Sirianni have the next move that can keep us ahead ahead of that curve? I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not as confident as I was in, you know, the end of October. 
beginning of November. 215-592-9494. One interesting thing with that, and we're going to the phones in one second, on Sirianni. Have you lost a little faith in Sirianni over the last few weeks, seeing how he's handled the team without Hurts? The Chicago game. One interesting, and and tell me if this is crazy at all, but the two worst games Sirianni has had outside of the games without Hurts, because that's a whole separate discussion. But the two worst offensive performances we saw from the Eagles this year were that Bears game and the Colts game. Yeah. Anything interesting about that? Matty Berflus, the coach sure. of the Bears, the guy who knows Sirianni, was the defensive coordinator, was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Colts, no Sirianni. Interesting. That's all I, I'm saying. I don't know if it's deaf, but like, there's something interesting there, right? I mean, absolutely. that's notable. The coaches know the guy. They know his, his likes, his dislikes, his tendencies, the way he views the game. Look, by the end of a season, everyone has a better feel for that offensive staff. And and is that what's going to happen? Like, are our games going to turn into the way it felt against the Colts, where we we were sloughing it, man? We we were it oh, was yeah, dragging. It was ugly. It was ugly. The, Just got it together at the end and, and won it, and that was it. Right yeah. on Two, that draw. Yeah, down fourteen on the points Jalen in the Hurts yeah, no draw yep. play. Uh, you know, bailing us out. It was there's there's part of me that says, hey, Jalen Hurts has been bailing this staff out. And then when they, we asked them to do more, we asked them to win with their scheme, that didn't work. 215-592-9494, the Sirianni thing. Are you starting to lose a little faith in him heading into the playoffs based on the last few weeks and his inability to adjust without Hurts, his inability to succeed without Hurts? And also the Hurts thing, you just heard him talk. Are you as confident as John and I are that what we just heard was Nick Sirianni essentially telling us that Jalen is going to play this week? Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. It started out in Springfield with our guy Johnny. What up, Johnny? James, John, what's up, fellas? Hey, Johnny. Hey, uh, yeah, James. I, I agree with you immensely, man. Um, I like how you put it. Uh, I haven't lost any faith at all in Nick, and this is the NFL, man. You, it's it's hard to win in this league consistently. Um, Jalen does clearly make us a better team. I mean, we're going to win games with him. He's the MVP in a lot of people's opinions. So we're definitely going to win more games with him. Um, I don't blame I don't blame him for the game in Dallas. Um, they're a good team. We hate them, yeah, but they're a good team this year, and that's how it is. We were at Dallas. I don't blame Nick for that. No, we have a backup. Um, and then, you know, at the Saints game, yeah, he had a bad game. But am I losing faith in him because of that? No, not at all. But I do I, – I am – this is a must win, guys. This is a must win. Let me ask you this, James. Is this, I would think, the only the second time in Eagles history where we have a, a chance at a first-round buy? Am, am I right in saying that? No, 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 no. They Well, remember, they, the one and two seeds used to get buys as well. I mean, the Eagles got the buy. They were the one seed in 2017. Richie was a part of some one-seed teams in 04, 03. Yeah, we were- Oh, two. So they, they had buys okay. multiple all years right, in there. But so, it's but so, but, but so not yeah, not that many in history, you know, especially if you take out the Andy years, not many. All right. So fair enough. You you know, I'm you are correcting me. You're right. So it, it is it is probably a handful of times in but our history. But it is incredibly but, important. And I think we exactly. saw that in twenty seventeen. If Nick Foles had had to play another playoff game, he looked shaky enough in the Atlanta game. It wasn't until Minnesota he got it together, a second half of Atlanta. Like, who knows if they have to play another game? And also those games being at the link. So it is, uh, to your point, Johnny, I think it is a flat-out must-win. Essentially, I think the Eagles' playoffs, for all intents and purposes, start on Sunday. I agree with you, man. And that's why Jalen will be on the field. I know. And listen, man, we got to back off, Nick. 
he's not trying to he's, – he doesn't want to tell us he's getting hammered up there um, what, what exactly is going. Like, you know, Jalen has to play because this is, again, it's a playoff game. It's a must win. Um, you don't roll the dice with this. And, hey, listen, if we get up early, we can, we can pull them and we can, you know, do whatever after that. And then, listen, we win this game, guys. We can actually relax, game plan, rest, heal up, and then get ready to go. And it, he will be ready to go. This team will be ready to go. But I'm excited, guys. I love you, man. And uh, hopefully the best, we can get Johnny. this done. You're the yeah, best, man. brother. We'll talk to you next week. 215-592-9494. Confident in Sirianni. There are you. Are you still as confident in Nick as you were a few weeks ago before the Gardner-Minshew time, before you know we kind of seen this team struggle? Really three weeks in a row, to Richie's point. That is a really fair point. We're just talking about the Gardner weeks, but the Chicago game, not great either. Just squeeze that one out. And then the Hurts thing. We just heard Nick talk about him. Are you confident Hurts will play tomorrow? Are you concerned about Hurts and his injury status heading into the playoffs? 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. Coming up next. Another update on the DeMar Hamlin situation. The positive updates keep on coming in, and there is nothing better. We'll tell you the, the, the newest news with DeMar Hamlin is there is an update from just a little bit ago. That's coming up next, as well as your calls on Sirianni, Hurts, and more. It's Richie. It's Seltzer. It's the Midday Show. It is the WIP Midday Show. John Ritchie, James Seltzer, Nick Earnshaw on the ones and twos today. I like it. Bringing a, a youthful energy to the show today. We'll hear from Nick in a little bit. 215-592-9494. We're talking Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. Going to the phones in a sec. I mentioned prior to the break some amazing news on the DeMar Hamlin situation. It's one of those things where, you know, obviously we all watched on Monday night and, and did our whole show talking about on Tuesday, the reaction, the fear we all felt. And ever since then, it's been a, a string of positive steps and positive signs, as we had all hoped. And um, Ian Rappaport, just a few minutes ago, so um, uh, one, the biggest news is DeMar Hamlin is off his breathing tube. He's able to breathe on his own, which is obviously a massive, massive step for him in his recovery. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeting out just a few minutes ago, this is amazing. For the first time, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, is addressing the team via FaceTime. The breathing tube is out, and he spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire group, I'm told. Just, um, I mean, the best news, man. Uh, uh, it is amazing to see how far this kid has come so far. Yeah, really, uh, man. Uh, crisis not averted, but sure. so long is, way to go and all that. But. It feels like this is the best possible outcome that that we could have hoped for. It's it's uh, it's amazing that, that they were you know the emergency medical personnel were able to do what they did and oh my goodness it is the true heroes of this. I mean the on the field the miraculous. Ability. I mean, think about how. I mean, we talk about like playing sports and how tough that can be and how, how stressful it is to come to the plate with, you know, two strikes and two outs and runners on and a big moment, Bryce Harper, the home run, all that. Think about real stress. Think about going on the field and trying to have to revive someone. I mean, that's yeah. like that's like real, like, in-the-moment hero, heroism, you know? Yeah, Truly. right, right. Uh, and I can't imagine, you know, just seeing some of the, the Bills players speak uh, during this week, uh, they are all so focused on their guy. Uh, this, the fact that they get to hear from him, the fact that they get to see him after what they saw, you know, what a relief to those players 
Uh, just, I mean, think about the last picture in their mind. Totally. He's lying there on the field. Being revived lifeless. or shocked or whatever. Yeah. yeah. CPR. Something you know? they'd never witnessed before. It's, uh, wow, it's it's really amazing. And uh, I, this Bills team is going to roll. They might, man. This is, this is, this could be a, a real rallying moment for them, for sure. This, yeah. Uh, and that's not the greatest thing in the world for us because I do expect that we will get things together and, you know, fingers crossed, get to where we would be playing uh, an AFC team. Potentially. At some point. It is here. on the table. They have to get through Sunday first, win a game. Is and... there any doubt in your mind, though, that that no. AFC team is going to be the Bills? The, the Bills, they were already, in my mind, the best team in the AFC. And, and now this added to their quiver so to speak it's yeah it's shaping up that whoever yeah whoever wins the nfc is going to face the bills in the super bowl could be well there's a lot of interesting aspects to it and we'll get into the the specifics of it in a bit but for those who have not heard the game was canceled officially they will not be making up the game there are some uh different ways that they're going to go about figuring this out for the for the one seed the two seed the you know the where those games are played neutral site yeah, games there's a lot of so we'll get into all that coming up because there's a lot of interesting angles to that but but for right now the you know the news on Demar Hamlin is is all positive and that is phenomenal all right 215-592-9494 we started the show talking Nick Sirianni where you're at with him after the last few weeks it seems like with a couple, you know, disappointing performances from the team, a disappointing coaching job in terms of, of having Gardner in there and not being able to lift everyone up. I'm starting to feel like people are turning a bit on Nick Sirianni. I disagree. I still have full faith in him. Richie is a little concerned heading into the playoffs with Sirianni. And again, the hurt stuff, it heard Sirianni just a few minutes ago. We'll replay that audio in a little bit. Uh, for those who didn't hear it, but it did sound to Richie and I like Hertz will play on Sunday, if you agree. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Havertown and talk to our buddy Jim. Jimmy. Yo, James. What's going on, man? What up, pal? Yo, John. How are you, brother? Doing well, Jim. Great to hear you guys today. Uh, yo, he tipped his hand for sure. I don't know how much you guys play poker. But if you play poker, like Sirianni pretty much just said, yo, I got aces. <laughs> he's, he's, he's playing them. He's like, well, he's so Jim, I am, uh, I, I, my wife always likes to joke that I, w- I would be the worst poker player on the planet. Yeah, and Richie too. knows this. I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm not me someone too, who can, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm right there with you. I think Nick is, is not the best poker player either. Yeah, I was thinking of that Matt Damon thing. I forget the name of the movie. James Rounders. The movie is yeah, Rounders. When said, yes. When he tells all them old men around in the beginning of the movie around the table what they have, I'm thinking, man, that's a little far fetched. But I can see the guys like Daniel Negreanu. I don't know how much you guys watch poker. I used to watch it a little bit. And this Negreanu was like put guys on on there. What's the name? He would tell you what they had before you know when he came down the list to it. Anyway, enough of that. Um, Dude, for me to lose confidence in this guy, I would have had to have a lot of confidence in him. And, John, you tell me, is this misplaced by me? But for a guy who isn't a coordinator for the offense or the defense, does it bother you at all, John, that he's not? Yeah. Yeah, I thought thought it it does. I mean, it's because that wasn't the plan. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, that – it was like, hey, we get we had to resort to Plan B because yeah. Plan A, the expected outcome that Nick Sirianni, right. who had been an offensive coordinator, now a different kind of offensive coordinator yeah. because he wasn't calling the plays. I right. was concerned about that concept when we brought him in, 
Yeah. And, and I wonder if that's still, you know, in the back of my mind. Hey, this guy f- failed yeah. at, at, yeah. at his job initially. Now, maybe but that's he was too hard. No, John, to step back, though. So you got to give him that credit, right? Just like I give, yeah. although Nick Foles came over and called the play, I love that, that Peterson said, yeah, yeah, let's do that, man. So you got to give credit, even though they're not the, the what's the name? What's the word I'm looking for, brother? The emphasis of the decision, they make the right decision, I guess is a good way to put it. I guess. So So I would give him a lot more credit if he right. just went out there and did a bang-up job and called all the right plays right. the first half of last season and didn't right. have to surrender the totally play-calling great. duties. And yeah. I don't know. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. We don't know if he had to surrender them. He, I, I believe he chose to surrender That's why I gave him the credit too, James. Right. I'm saying he chose to. I don't think – that how he has or the, or the owner, well, the owner could have that much influence. I don't think he has that much where he would go that far. I don't think he was. Oh, I, I, I think I don't either. And Jimmy, good calls always. I think they could have, have influence. Sure. I think he would listen if they said it. I think I that's just, how it worked. I, I think mean, it was told, a group conversation. It might have been. I I think he I I believe that he was the leading force in deciding to give up play oh, calling. But I I don't know. I don't I know. know. I I don't know what would lead you to think that. I mean that he thought he could do a better job doing other stuff and not calling plays. That's the way he explained it to us. And I believe that. I actually think that is a. Doesn't that jive with who this guy is though? I mean everything we've seen from him uh, is, look, is now, authenticity. This is, look, genuine. This is what I'm, this is what All he wants to do is win. This is what I'm talking about. I, I, I think that we are, like, what you're talking about there is is really giving Nick Sirianni the benefit of the doubt, saying, hey, it was he was the impetus of the conversation. Hey, I should turn over play-calling duties. I, I don't know that, and we will probably never know No, that. but we do know they told us that's what happened, for what it's worth, but not that that's, you know, but whatever. I, I know that this us. front office has a lot of power over what happens on that field. And the proof was in the pudding. I mean, we were a bad team the first half of last year. It was sort of urgent, let's 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 get a an emergency meeting here and figure out what we have to do differently. I think that saying the assumption that it was Nick, hey, I should turn over play calling duties. I I I don't make that assumption. But I think a lot of people, because this year has looked as good as it has, we're we're sort of like refining the the historical well, perspective. Again, the only historical perspective we have, and again, we don't have to believe them, is that he gave them up, or that, that like the Eagles told us, he told us, Shane Steichen told us, they all said, "Hey, Nick Sirianni chose this." So, like, I get your point. They might be lying to us because it certainly is a better narrative to sell that he gave it up purposefully, then was taken away. But the only historical narrative there is is that he chose to give it up. Again, take it for what it's worth. That wasn't my historical narrative. I get that it. Wasn't... I'm just saying that's the only thing we've been told. Other Anything else is inferring. And that's fine because we don't believe this team Here's when the they tell if us things all the time. If you're going to keep a coach around, I think that's the only narrative you can put out. But but if, hold up. Why if you're can't... Keep, if, oh, I agree. I know what you're a, saying. Yeah, you're the team has to say around, that. I, I get that. You're not going to say, hey, we, he was squandering I just Just because the, they say that doesn't mean it's not true, though. Like, especially with this guy, doesn't Nick feel like the kind of guy who would do that like he is not a it doesn't feel like an ego driven <laughs> coach the way others are look it, it it is all about feel and and the way that you felt about him two years ago is completely different than the way you feel about him sure. now and i'm just saying we are sort of glossing over some of the hitches along the path because of the way we feel about nick sirianni now 
and and I don't know, man. It's uh, it really is phenomenal that he's been as amazing as he's been this year. I think a lot of that is personnel driven. Uh, I don't know for sure that it's Nick Sirianni driven. Yeah, I think it's Nick Sirianni driven, particularly from a culture standpoint, from a connectivity. Like we joked about that stuff, but I think that stuff is all super, super important. I think getting guys to care about each other, getting guys to fight for each other, creating a a culture where everyone believes in each other and helps each other and, and supports each other. I know it sounds hokey. But I think it works, and I think it's a big reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl. In and I think the players themselves have a lot to do with that. Sure, of course. Of course, I'm not trying you know, to like take away from Jason them. Kelsey is but an he's, incredible sure, leader. Sure, sure, but also Nick Nosey is Nick, and they do it together. I agree. I'm not giving Sirianni sole credit, but he is the head coach. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Back to the phones in a sec. We have a great prize to give away today a $50 gift card to Doc's Irish Pub in Gilbertsville PA join Ava Graham out there tonight for an Eagles pep rally meet a current Eagles player swoop the cheerleaders and win tickets potentially to Sunday's game again a big game all at Doc's in Gilbertsville PA tonight and the way you can win this tick uh this uh $50 gift card to Doc's in Gilbertsville PA uh John DeLorean Richie Name sound familiar? Sure does. Yeah, the guy who created the DeLorean, his birthday today, or would be at least. Uh, as DeLorean, let me check, make sure I don't pull a, a decamera. Uh, he did pass away a while back, so I'm not going to wish him a happy birthday like Joe did. Well, who is it that Joe wished a happy birthday to? He's been dead for years or whatever. He's I like, don't uh, A hearty and a healthy birth- happy birthday. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so DeLorean, uh, born this date in uh, 1925, of course, famous for the DeLorean, which is only famous because of Back to the Future, let's be honest. So let's have a little fun today. Let's say you had your own DeLorean, and you have the chance to take one trip back in time to one moment, any moment in the history of the world, you have one trip, you can see one thing happen. John Ritchie, yeah. where you go? I I mean, I hate to do this, but you, Jesus and the cross, one. Uh, <laughs> I think that's very. Did you take Jesus off the board yesterday? The yeah. birth. The birth. The, the life, resurrection. The resurrection <laughs> I think of that's Jesus fair. I think that's fair. needs to be removed from Good consideration. Choice. Good choice. All right. Nick Earnshaw, our, our young, fearless producer, has made John Ritchie and I feel a little bit older today because of how young. Jack how young. old yesterday, Yes, too. so that's the hilarious thing, which I appreciated because uh, for those who don't know, I'm Jack Fritz loves to tell me that I'm old and just crush me on it on a daily basis. Nick Earnshaw brought up like a, or Jack brought up a song reference. I think it was Akon or something. He's like, yeah, man, this song used to be the, this used to be it, right? And Nick's like, I've never heard this. I have no idea. And I was <laughs> no, like, I wasn't big on the Akon. Yeah, Nick, you're a hero for making Jack feel old for once. Nick, what do you got for if you go back a moment in history to witness? This one was tough for me, but I, I'm going to keep it sports related. I'm going back to 1929 World Series, Philadelphia Athletics versus the Chicago Cubs. So I have a little blood in this World Series. Ah, my, I was wondering my, why he was saying in this. Yeah. I was like, it's a very random World <laughs> Series to choose. It's yes. my great, great, I think three greats uncle, George Earnshaw, was one of the one of the pitchers on the pitching staff. How about that? So you want to yeah. go watch your great, great yeah. uncle? That's I pretty see, cool. I want to see him pitch a little bit. I like then, that, Nick. That yeah, cool. he pitched with Lefty Grove and all those guys. Wow. So that's where I'm going. So you got those genes, you could pitcher, you got the athletic ability. Did that I transfer okay. generation? <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't make it this far. It did not make it this <laughs> okay, far at all. Good. So yeah, that's why we're here. That's right. <laughs> not that's on right. The field. That's right. All right. I love that answer. I'm going to uh, cheat a little bit like John Richie did just a time because I said give us one, but I'm, I don't know which one it is. I mean, I know what I believe. 
believe, but other people believe other things. So I'm just going to say the start, whether it's the Big Bang, whether it's Adam and Eve, whatever you believe in, the start of it all, however you want to yeah, look at it, the sure. start of it all off the board, everything else is there. So you can't do Jesus, you can't do the start of the board, and you can't do Nick's uncle. Everything else is on the board. We're good to go. So at the end of your call with a chance to win the $50 gift card to Docs in Gilbertsville, give us the one event in history. If you go back in time, you'd want to witness. All right, 215-592-9494. Let's go back to phones. Go to Wilmington and talk to Jeff. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi, Jeff. Just for the record, both of you will be invited to my party, but Joe would be... Joe would be on the bubble and has to have a play-in game. I love that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Joe, Joe, Joe needs the Dolphins and Jets to lose and yeah. needs the Bears yeah. to win and yeah. someone else somebody, to tie and maybe get, get in. sick or something like that, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to do him dirty today because I assumed he was coming in today and I missed the opportunity yesterday, but yeah. I mean, let's be honest, and and not for being out today. That's fine. He's got a funeral. We'll you know totally yeah, yeah. understand that. He does deserve to be done dirty for not inviting us to his party. Thirty exactly. people, thirty people. Yeah, How I many know, people dude. do you think Joe sees every day? I don't know, like two or three, and we're them. Yeah. All right, come on. Not a lot of people in that bathroom. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder okay. if that was like a, a part of the party. It's like, all right, everyone, here's the tub that you've heard so much about. It's this is where it all happens. Yeah. This is people yeah. ask his, to his see house, his tub. His tour oh, of his his tour of his apartment would be short and interesting, right to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I think the word you're looking for is depressing. I think it's the <laughs> yeah. actual oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So right, what do you got today, Jeff? The, the Sirianni um uh press conference was almost cringeworthy because especially when he got asked if Jalen uh, was clear for contact and I know look I think that Jalen was ready to play last week and they just said let's just if we can stretch it out one more week we think we can win against New Orleans they got a little bit uh, they started smelling themselves a little big for the britches so to speak yeah yeah I believe so and I I I fully believe he's going to play Sunday and um, they'll have to tinker the the uh, you know, tinker a little bit with not letting him be so exposed. Yep. And maybe cut Sounds back on like the uh, design runs. Right. But yeah, I, I think he's he was he's ready to play, and and I'm pretty sure he could have played last week. And maybe not the Dallas game, but you know, like I said yesterday, man, they messed around, and now we're finding out we're backs against the wall, and <laughs> it is a playoff situation as far as I'm concerned. Yep. It's time to it's time to take risks. And yes, they're they're going is. to try to minimize those risks, but they're still going to take them because they have to because they put themselves in this situation. Exactly. And real quick, I'm really happy to hear the news about um, the Bills player because that the, the fact that he's actually talking right now is astounding. Yeah, you know? yeah, Jeff. Especially, I mean, we've we, there are these check marks, right, that you look for in this situation that we were yeah. told to look for and all that. And the first is, you know, is his brain intact? Is he going to have any yeah. lasting brain? We heard yesterday, neurologically intact, all that. Then it's the breathing. Can he yeah. breathe on his own? Today he's breathing on his own. He's talking to people. It's just, um, it really has been amazing the the, the quick yeah. positive progression on a daily basis that we've seen. And it was clearly because of a the fighter. quick action. It was it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, oh, that's the, the reason. Staff. Yeah, there's no question that yeah. that his brain was saved, is all that type yep. of stuff. The longer you know, you're you're not breathing, the longer your heart's not beating, the, the more dangerous it is that your brain's not going to come back the same way. So, yeah, that's yeah. why we mentioned the top of the show, and I, I've seen a lot of that on social media too. People finally, you know, pointing out like, hey, let's let's give yeah. a lot of the credit to the people on the field who really, in the moment, saved his life. Yeah. So, Jeff, yep. great call. Did you have a uh, a moment yeah. in history? You got your DeLorean. Yeah, Where are you going? You took mine. 
But good, good. I'm happy about that. It makes me feel good. I want to go back to the day that Babe Ruth allegedly made his uh, called his home run shot. I don't remember the year, but you know, everybody knows. You know, he claimed everybody claims he called his home run shot versus the Cubs, and I want to see it. I want to be there. Like I want to be the umpire. So, or the catcher, I'll, so Jeff, can... I'm I'm with you, and it's a good call, and it's a good. I've always that's one of those classic did it happen or did it not moments in sports. If you had to bet, if you had to, you know, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever on the line, one way or the other, and you could find out the exact answer, do you think he actually called a shot? I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, really? Yeah. Can can people do that? Even? Yeah. Like, well, like, just think about that. <laughs> think, think about what we're asking here. Like, we, we, I think Bryce Harper is probably the the best baseball player I've ever been like personally involved in watching on a daily basis. And can you imagine the the skill required to actually point put it where it. you call it? I I don't know. Like I, I can't even I can't hit a baseball to save my life, but I I can't imagine that's even doable. No, I mean it's theoretically. I mean you could get lucky, right? <laughs> I mean incredibly <laughs> lucky. <laughs> so, uh, Do you think he did it? No, I don't. He I definitely don't. did it. Oh, he Nick. definitely did he it. Definitely did it. Yes. What, what makes you, you say that? Why not? We've seen crazier things happen. Well, a call we... in his shot back then. He was the best baseball player in the game. I I, I see. I could see it happening for sure. All right, I I, I can see him saying, "I'm going yard." I think what happened, uh, yeah, I think what happened is he probably like was you know doing this thing where you're warming up your bat, you're spinning around a little bit, and he probably just stopped for like Jim Tomey used to do. When Jim Tomey used to warm up, he always kind of like stop there for a moment and then bring the bat back. I could see him kind of stopping, and people like, "Oh, he's pointing, he's pointing," and then he hit him. Or even afterwards, did you see that he pointed before he hit it? He put his bat there. I think if I had to bet, it's again, and the fact that there's no video of it, there's no picture of it. I know there's not a ton of video at that time, but there's nothing. There's not a picture of the dude pointing, like none of it. Hmm. It's a great story. Sure, that's exactly. the point. A great a fictional story, story. That became the stuff of yeah, legend. That's exactly that's, right. That's what it is. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Nick Sirianni, where do you stand on Nick after the last couple games without Gardner Minshew? His inability to kind of lift the team up from a scheme perspective, from a coaching perspective, and and as Richie pointed out, even the the Bears game prior to that, not a great outing for Sirianni and the coaching staff. And then the Hurts thing heading into tomorrow. We've talked Hurts all week. It's the final opportunity to get on the record. Are you expecting Hurts to play? It seems like Sirianni leaning that way from the audio. We'll play that audio coming back. If you did not hear Nick Sirianni at the top of our show talking about Jalen Hurts, we'll play that audio for you, and you can hear for yourself if you think Hurts is playing or not. It's Richie. It's Seltzer. It's the Midday Show. We'll be right back.